This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezel. Hello, and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Well, after months of wrangling and breathless media coverage, both the U.S. Senate and House have passed the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, and President Biden has signed it into law. There's been plenty of attention paid to what the bill means for railroads, airports, bridges, roads, and more. But we're going to spend the first part of today's show examining what the bill means for older Americans. During the remaining portion of our show, we're going to identify some financial New Year's resolutions for the year 2022 that, while simple, may have a profound effect on your financial strategy and your ability to properly prepare yourself to enjoy your preferred retirement lifestyle. But before we break down the infrastructure bill and some financial New Year's resolutions, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who, like a well-built bridge or freshly paved highway, (laughs) helps our show move along swiftly and efficiently. I don't know about that, all that. That's uh, that's quite the intro there, Aaron. I I think that's the first time I've ever been compared to a bridge, at at least favorably. Uh, But I kind of I kind of like it. I kind of like it. You yeah. know, uh, a, a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, like myself, have been following this coverage of the infrastructure bill, and it seemed like they were never actually going to vote on it or to get it passed. So uh, when it finally happened uh, just a few days ago, I was caught off guard, actually. I'm like, whoa, uh, it actually happened. But that said, I, I'm fired up uh, that you're going to break down this bill a bit today and, and uh, do it in a way that focuses on older Americans and retirees out there. Uh, how do you want to get this going? All right. Well, an AARP article, House Passes Sweeping Infrastructure Bill That Would Benefit Older Americans, has some terrific information. According to the article, there are several key ways the bill will benefit older Americans. The first key way is that it will continue the emergency broadband benefit. Specifically, the bill contains about $65 billion to continue improving access to high-speed internet across the country. The stimulus bill passed earlier in 2020 created a federal benefit to help lower-income Americans pay for high-speed internet. That element of the stimulus bill helped more than 7 million families, 40% of which included a person 50 years old or older. The infrastructure bill will make the program permanent and rename it to the Affordable Connectivity Program. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, that's interesting. And, you know, fast and reliable Internet, I think, is is obviously a necessity for people today. 
And I've actually been dealing with this with my for my mom and dad. Uh, they no live kidding. on a farm in southwestern Minnesota. And my mom uh, is still computer savvy, even though she has Parkinson's and is getting old. Uh, she really wants to be able to access, uh, you know, uh, files and pictures and go on email and Facebook. So uh, the problem is their Internet is so bad there. It's over the phone line and it's just not good. It's it's nowhere close to high speed. It just right. it can barely function. Really, it's barely enough to function. And there's nothing out there for them. So I'm really excited about that one. And, you know, this is great news. Another thing that jumped out at me when we were talking there is that, uh, you know, in rural communities like that, it's going to make it easier for older people to stay in their homes, maybe, uh, and stay in their communities after they retire. Right. It's funny that you mentioned, uh, you know, your relative and them being computer savvy, because unlike that, um, my mother also has a computer, but I am the tech support. 100%. Right. 100%. Well, I'm tech support for my goes mom. wrong always. Well, sure. And I'm tech support for my mom, but she was actually, she worked on computers as a bookkeeper and actually went to school. She, she even designed her company's website before she retired uh, when websites See were there? first becoming a big deal in the, you know, uh, 90s, you know. So so she's she's stayed on top of it somewhat. Uh, she struggles more and more as she gets older, but she's still pretty good at it. My dad doesn't know how to turn on a computer. Uh, he doesn't know how to use a smartphone. So uh, it's a good thing she's around to help him. But they, they are really, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, hobbled or limited by not having high-speed internet access. Nowadays, you got to to do anything, Definitely. right? Uh, to stream or to look at, she can't even download pictures that we send her. It takes forever or it times out. So, uh, the internet is just horrible. And the company that provides it, of course, there's only one provider in her area right now. And they said, no, there's nothing we can do in your area. It's just the phone lines out in the country and stuff. So it's like, okay, thanks for the help there. Uh, but this bill will hopefully help that. Right. Definitely. And to your point about uh, older folks staying in their homes or preferred communities after they retire, the observation brings us to the article's next key point for older people. The bill will bring broadband to traditionally unserved or undeserved parts of the country. Additionally, it will provide training for members of those communities. Now, boiled down, this means high-speed internet will be available to far more people than it is today. That's good. When you consider how vital, reliable internet is to our day-to-day lives, I personally don't think it's outlandish to say this part of the infrastructure bill has the potential to transform rural communities across the country. Yeah, and and not just individuals, but uh, businesses too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it may mean easier access to financial services professionals like yourself and medical experts and virtual uh, doctor's appointments, virtual concerts and art events. I mean, the list goes on. It seems like The possibilities are nearly endless. Well, let's next look at roads and highways. As the article notes, the new Safe Streets for All program, as well as other parts of the bill, are designed to address transportation safety and will provide financial resources to make roadways safer. And what does that mean for older Americans? Quite a lot when you consider the National Safety Council estimates that about 22% of people who died in vehicle crashes in 2019 or 45 years or older. Now, to me, this is also a case where what's good for older Americans is also good for all Americans. 
Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it ends up benefiting everybody. Uh, and on previous shows, uh, we've talked about how important mass transit can be for older people, uh, both in their communities and on travels. You know, they like to, when we're retired, retired folks like to travel. But how does the infrastructure bill address mass transit? Well, the bill would pump about $39 billion into public transportation, a major investment no matter how you slice it. This money will seek to expand and improve public transportation services across the country. And those efforts would include providing steps to make transit services more accessible to both older folks and people with disabilities. Specifically, communities and transit providers across the nation would be able to use this money to update buses, trains, and transit stations, as well as to extend services and slash rider costs. All told, according to the article, it would represent the biggest investment the federal government has ever made in public transportation on the local level. Wow, uh, that's stunning. I mean, I knew them. You know, this bill would make big investments into local communities, but I had no idea it was on that level. That's a, that's a wow moment right there. Yep. And perhaps more than anything, the bill is all about choices for older Americans. In fact, it even includes money to increase biking and walking options. As someone who likes to go for both walks and bike rides, I'm certainly in support of anything that makes those two hobbies safer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you have a, you know, maybe we should give out your number and let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Aaron, if they want to, uh, you know, maybe get a financial plan in place. For sure. You can reach me uh, locally here at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit me uh, at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com and email me that way as well. Sure. So now we're going to, you had mentioned to me that you also wanted to talk today about financial New Year's resolutions for 2022. We are, time flies when you're having fun. 2021's almost over. So I guess that's where we'll head next. What do you have for us? A U.S. News and World Report article, 12 Financial New Year's Resolutions for 2022, has some really good insights that I think many of our listeners may really find helpful. First, you should look at the new year as a good time to turn the page on some of your past financial hiccups and strategy mistakes and start with a blank slate. It's no surprise the article's first piece of advice is to build a budget and stick to it. I'll quote directly from the article because I think this quote sums it all up very neatly. Your entire year's financial success likely rests on having a decent budget. It all starts with very closely breaking down your income, expenses, and various assets. Does your income comfortably outpace your expenses? If not, changes may be in order. Building a budget for the first time or redefining your current budget is a good reason to meet with your financial services professional. And if you don't already have your own, building a budget is a good reason to get one. Well, and I'm glad you brought up working with someone like yourself, a financial services professional. I mean, let's be honest here. Building a thorough budget isn't exactly the most fun thing to do. A lot of us put it off or groan when we hear the B word budget. But uh, fun or not, it's essential, uh, especially mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to financial planning. And working with someone like yourself makes the whole process a little easier, doesn't it? Definitely. And don't forget that a financial services professional will be able to show you how the budgeting you do today could make your life easier tomorrow. Ask yourself this. If you knew a couple of modest sacrifices in your 30s, 40s, or 50s would mean you could retire when and how you wanted, 
Would you make those sacrifices? I know I would. The next important financial New Year's resolution for 2022 is to save something every month. Even if it's not a significant amount of money, let's say you're able to save $100 a month. You may say to yourself, what's a measly $100 a month going to do for me? But I'd encourage you to think about the bigger picture. $100 a month is $1,200 a year, and $100 a month over five years is $6,000. And $100 a month right now doesn't mean $100 a month forever. Maybe you'll end up with a pay raise, or maybe an asset will pay off, either of which will allow you to increase how much you're saving. The point is to simply start saving some amount every month. Yeah. Well, I know people who have good luck with tools like acorn.com or YNAB, which is you need a budget. Uh, it, it takes the spare change on each of your debit card and credit card purchases and funnels that money into a separate savings account. And I think a lot of people would be genuinely surprised at how quickly spare change can transform into a fairly significant pile of money. Definitely. And that's an excellent point. The next prudent financial New Year's resolution for 2022 is to pay yourself first. Admittedly, this concept sounds a little bit confusing, but look at it this way. Paying yourself first means paying your future self. The easiest way to pay yourself first is to contribute to a retirement savings tool like a 401k. Earmarking money for a retirement account is particularly important if your employer offers a financial match. Remember, if you pay everything and everyone else first, the chances are pretty good you won't pay your future self anything at all. Yeah, there. well, <laughs> that's true. There you go. And so does the article suggest the amount of money to pay yourself each month? It suggests a goal of setting aside 10% of your monthly income for future needs like retirement. That sounds like a lot, but if your employer offers a match of up to 4% of your annual income, then you'll only need to kick in 6% of your income to hit that 10% figure. Much like budgeting, coming up with a clear and workable savings strategy is a good reason to work closely with a financial services professional. Well, always. And knowing you're moving forward into a new year with a clear savings goal seems like a great way to give yourself a boost of confidence. Definitely agree with you on that one, Tony. Like a lot of Americans, I love going out for a meal. I enjoy spending time with family and friends and trying foods I can't make at home. But eating out a lot can take a very hefty bite out of your wallet. If a couple eats out or has food delivered three or four times a week, you could be looking at a tab of $200 or more. If you hit a fast food place for lunch every day, you may say to yourself, hey, it's only 10 bucks a day, what's the big deal? But 10 bucks a day is $50 a week, and $50 a week is 200 a month. Mm. And well, you can see how quickly your $10 burger and fries adds up. Yeah, it really does add up. That's true. Uh, and I appreciate you pointing that out. Now, let's let's keep it rolling. It's been a great show so far. You've uh, Basically, you spent the first segment talking about the recently passed infrastructure bill and how that can uh, impact seniors and retirees. Then we switch gears to talk about some you know, potentially beneficial financial New Year's resolutions for 2022. So what do you have for us in this final segment? All right. Well, let's keep using the U.S. News and World Report article 12 Financial New Year's Resolutions for 2022 to better illuminate how you may be able to get your finances on firmer ground to kick off the new year. The article's next piece of advice, review your subscriptions, 
may pain the hearts of all those cord cutters out there, but it's truly an important step. When you look at the price of one service, like Netflix, for example, it's clearly much cheaper than the monthly bill for traditional cable, but if you have Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, HBO Max, Apple TV+, and a few others, well, all of a sudden cutting the cord isn't saving you much better. Cutting back to your one or two favorite services could end up saving you a nice little pile of money by the end of the year. Well, yeah, and if you have all those services, that is a whole lot. That's a lot of content, too. Do you really have the time to watch all that stuff? That's the question <laughs> I, I, I ask. I not. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a lot of content, yeah. yes. Uh, the next financial New Year's resolution you should strongly consider is making a will. This is especially important if you have significant assets. Clearly, having a will better protects your loved ones. But moving forward with the rest of your own life, knowing that you have a proper will in place will also make you feel a little bit more secure. Well, and that's what it's all about. And, and, you know, some folks may feel most comfortable using a lawyer to craft their will. Uh, For others, maybe a less expensive service like LegalZoom may be an option, but they should definitely meet with someone like yourself, a financial services professional first, to look at their situation and talk about legacy planning. Yep. Said it all right there, Tony. That's some great advice. And the next financial New Year's resolution for 2022 that we're going to talk about is maximizing your credit card rewards. This is one that I personally like because I think it makes so much sense. The fact is many Americans rely, at least in part, on credit cards. So why not use them to your advantage? Do a little research and find cards that not only have rewards programs, but that also provide perks you'll actually use and enjoy whether it's cash back, frequent flyer miles, or member-only access to special events, make sure you're using cards that actually provide good perks. Well, yeah, the the perks can be great, but you want to make sure your card has the perks and you can get everything you can out of it. Uh, Does the article say anything about insurance, or do you want to address that issue? Indeed it does, Tony. Analyzing your current insurance plans may be a smart addition to your list of financial New Year's resolutions. This also may be another step that you want to take with the assistance of your financial services professional. In addition to closely examining your current health insurance during your open enrollment period, you may want to make sure both your homeowner's insurance and auto insurance products are meeting your needs at a price you'll think is reasonable. Remember, there's no harm in shopping around for good home and auto insurance at a better price. Right. Good point. And there are a lot of good insurance companies out there. A lot of them would love to compete for your business. And and to your point, Aaron, I think a lot of folks, a lot of service uh, professionals, financial services professionals like yourself have experience with some of these insurance products. So uh, using you as a resource might be a good idea. Yep. And when it comes to our finances, Leaning on a financial services professional for some advice or a second opinion is probably never a bad idea. The article's next recommended financial New Year's resolution is paying down debt. And this one is absolutely music to my ears. If you're in your 30s or older, identifying your biggest source of debt and then attacking it with an aggressive strategy may be one of the most powerful things you can do in terms of setting yourself up for your preferred retirement. And even if you can't get your debt balance down to zero right away, simply reducing how much you owe each month could be a tremendous help. 
Well, yeah, I, I would think it would be. And uh, personally, I don't think there are many better feelings than making that last car payment, getting that finally paid off or getting your credit card balance down to zero. It feels good, takes away stress. Getting rid of debt means you're keeping more of your own money in your own pocket, too. Absolutely. And if you've been kicking around the idea of refinancing, you should make doing so soon one of your financial New Year's resolutions for 2022. As the article clearly explains, interest rates may also be about to rise, at least in the near term. So make sure you lock in a low rate before it's too late. And in many cases, refinancing only makes sense if you can lock in a lower monthly rate. So I hope our listeners who are considering refinancing heed the, you know, that advice that you've given. Well, opening a 529 savings plan may be another prudent financial New Year's resolution. With college tuition seemingly, seemingly on a nearly constant rise, opening up one of these education savings plans that are also federally tax exempt may be a st smart play for you. With a 529 plan, the money you put in grows without a tax hit as long as you use the money for approved educational expenses. Well, you know what? Another good point, and we're almost out of time. This has been another great show, Aaron. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yes. If you have any questions about your financial strategy, I'd encourage you to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office number at 480-284-6393, toll free at 866-393-7799 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address those concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right, sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.